Today's show is a lot of fun. I had the opportunity and the honor to record with Connor McCrory of Burbank, California. He is an eight-year-old, yes, you heard it right, eight-year-old antique prodigy dealer picker. It's a great show, and you're going to love it. Please remember to follow us on Twitter or like us on our Facebook page. Thanks a lot, and enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by WorthPoint. Find out what your antiques are worth at worthpoint.com. How you doing, Connor? Good, thank you. And Connor, how old are you? Eight. You're eight years old, and you have a title called the youngest picker? Yeah. How did you get that? Well, when I was about five, I started collecting, and I started watching American Pickles, and I just started loving antiques. Wow. Now, did you have any influence by your parents, or, I mean, do they they collect antiques? My mom collects Bakelite, but I find most of it. You find most? Mo- yeah. Is, is it because you're the right height to see the tables? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm able to sneak through when there's a big line on there. Oh, and no one will suspect anything, so you can yeah. just sneak right in there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at like an estate sale or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I love um, Art Deco stuff. You do? Wow. And vintage Barbies from the 60s. Really? Is yeah. that is that your fa- what's your favorite very very favorite thing to collect? Vintage Barbies. Really? Wow. Yeah. Now, have you ever found the number 1? I never found it, but I really want one. And you probably will someday. Yeah. Yeah. I have some very rare ones. I have number 4. Yep. I have Fashion Queen, which is a very rare one. Uh-huh. I have a short-legged Ken, which is a very rare one. I never even heard of that, a short-legged Ken. One year in 1963, they made, the Kens were usually, the Kens were bigger, but this one year they made a Ken that was a quarter feet, a a quarter and a half feet smaller, and they only made it for a year, which makes it very rare. Wow. So what would something like that be worth today? Do you have any idea? They go from about thirty-five to fifty. The um, the fourth one goes from about two, from about two hundred to four hundred. Wow! Now, where? First of all, I should say, where are you located? In Burbank. Oh, in Burbank. Uh huh. So you have a lot of nice weather year-round, where you can go around to all these different estate sales. And, yeah. and, you know, I lived in California for nine years, uh, longer than you've been alive. Yeah. And uh, um, if you are in California with knowledge about certain things, you can find some really good buys. Yeah, you can. Can you tell, like, the person listening, how do you tell what's a piece of Bakelite and what is, you know, just plain plastic? What's the difference? How do you tell the difference? Well, there's a few things you could tell from the Bakelite. If it's real, it does not have a seam. Ah, okay. And also, if you rub it, ah. like just rub the piece of Bakelite for about a minute, and then you smell it, it smells kind of oily. 
that is one trick that I've known. Um, like, for instance, sometimes there's pieces of, you know, Art Deco era furniture, yeah. and they have you know Bakelite handles. Like handles. I I had that before. I had probably five pieces before, and I all sold them. And a lot of them were lucite handles too. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about some other things you know. Is there any other thing you really know a lot about? Lionel trains. Oh, my goodness, really? Uh, you know what? When I was uh, about your age, I, I got, and that was a long time ago, I got a, a Lionel train. And you know what I did with it? What? Is the second day I had it, I took it completely apart to see how it worked. Oh. And guess what? I could never what? put it back together. Oh, yeah. yeah that wasn't very uh, Sometimes smart. I take them back apart and I there's something wrong with them and so I, I get apart and I they just, just start walking I oh, fix you, them you fix them yeah wow so what type of trains have you found I found the Santa Fe New York Central uh-huh. um, the Lionel Scout which is a very expensive one yeah. Uh, what else have I found? I found a lot of the um, spotlight cars, but I sold those because they're very valuable. Now, when, I, you, when you say you're selling things, how do you do? You sell them on eBay? Um. Well, I have been doing flea markets for about two years. Uh huh. One and a half year, but more more likely two years. And I sell the stuff, but I have a big collection. I have a big curio cabinet filled with all these vintage toys and Barbies. And I probably have about 20 vintage Barbies and probably 10 vintage cases, Barbie cases. And I have a Crusher, which was from the 1979. And I have the Japan robots. I have World's Fair stuff. I have... Rookwood stuff. Did you Rookwood? Yeah, oh, a wow. lot of. What can you tell me about Rookwood? Do you know how to date it on the underside? Yeah, the flaming R. Yeah. The flaming R. There's like a flaming kind of, and then there's another way to tell if you're looking at it has a number on the bottom. Mm-hmm. One that I have says twenty eighty eight, and. Um, some of it could be mocked, um, Rookwood, but that's rare stuff. An artist signed piece as well? Is that what you mean by that? Well, some pieces were signed. And there's another way, there's another thing I collect. There's a way to tell on Roseville, too. They make a lot of fake Roseville. I know. I can't believe they make fake Roseville, they but they just, do. They do. And mm. they make fake Bakelite, too. But they had the Roseville. I have a real Roseville teapot, which there aren't many oh, yeah. made. Is it a green? Is it a green it's color? It's a blue one. It's blue a blue one, one uh-huh. which is very rare to find. You usually find a brown one. Yeah. Yeah. I've had oh. a green one before, but I've never had a blue one. Did you ever sell it? Oh yes, yeah. What'd I'll, you get? I can't even remember. You probably remember what you get, don't you? I remember what I paid for it, but I have it in my collection right now. Uh-huh. I paid two hundred and twenty-five or two thirty. You're a big dealer. You spend some money to get stuff, huh? Oh yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. 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 So tell me, what's your best find? What do you think is your best find so far? <sighs> 
I think it would be a question, the question that I have. What is that? It's a doll from the 70s. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even know if that was my biggest find. A Blythe... No, no. Yeah, a Blythe doll was my biggest find. Oh, really? You know, it's funny. I, I have a listener in Australia that's a Blythe doll specialist, she told me. She knows. She knows yeah. all about them. Yeah. Wow. They have the big eyes, right? Yeah, the big eye doors. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I also have a um, little Miss No Name in the box. Really? Wow. Now, so what is the most money you've ever paid for something? Um, I probably, the most money I ever paid for something was probably, was probably about $300. Uh-huh. I'd guess. Yeah, about $300. Yeah, that's probably the most I ever paid for something. And do you still have that item, or you did you sell it? I still have the item. Uh-huh. So now I'm going to ask you this. What's the most you've ever sold something for? Or do you keep everything? Well, I don't keep everything. i got to make some money. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The most I ever sold it for was probably about... It's probably in the high... It was very high, I could tell you that. It was about $1,000. Wow. Wow. So if I'm doing the math here and the most money you ever paid is $300 for something and you sold something for 1000 it sounds like you're on your way to a pretty good career. Well, actually, I could tell I bought something for 225 which was the Blythe store, and I sold it for 1000 Really? Wow. Yeah. Now, where did you buy that doll? I bought it at a state sale. Uh-huh. Now, do you ever look on Craigslist, too? Um, very rarely, but I never... Um, yeah, very rarely, but I never see it. I uh, never see anything. You know, really. it's, it's funny. I, when I lived in the San Francisco area, there was only Craigslist in San Francisco and oh. at the time, and then I believe in, in your area as well, but... When I first moved there, you could find some really good things on Craigslist. Craigslist. But now it's just flooded with all kinds of things, so it's hard to find anything. I could tell you, um, eBay's good too, because last week I was on eBay and I bought a lot of doors, and there were a lot of Bobbies and different, and a lot of the clothes and a lot of the cases for 40 bucks. And I could tell you, the whole set was probably worth uh, about two fifty. Wow. Yeah, there are some really good bargains you can still get on yeah. eBay. There's just so much stuff. Now, do you have a search, an automatic search on eBay so you get yeah. an email? Yeah. yeah. That's the way to do it. Do you, um, there's also another thing that I have a few of them. Um, Lucite Pauses. Oh, Okay, because those can be pretty collectible. They are very valuable. Some go for a thousand dollars. Wow! Can you describe what a lucite purse is for someone that doesn't know? Are they always clear or are they different colors? They're usually always clear, but they also have the bakelite ones too. But the lucite ones are—if you find like. Ones that cost about $200, they have to be mint condition. They have to have a lot of carving on it. Mm-hmm. And, and 
There's another brand that's very good for those. It's called Whitting Davis. Ah, okay. I was going to ask you if there were certain brands that are... Oh, yeah, there are. Oh, yeah. Yeah? There are... I think there's one that's called um, New Ellen. And there's another one called Lauren. Uh-huh. Now, were these made in the 1950s? 1940s. The, yeah, 1940s to about 1953. Wow. Well, you certainly know more about those than I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, is there anything else that you can think of that you're... Eames. Eames chairs. Oh, really? I like yeah. those myself. Yeah. If you ever get one, they're about $10,000. Well, <laughs> yeah, they can hit that mark. Um, a lot of them are, you know, like in the $2,000 yeah. range. You're talking about the lounger with the, yeah. the ottoman. But if you have the actual bench, like if you have the chair and you have the thing where you put your feet on. Mm-hmm. The ottoman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Then it could be really expensive. Now, I know a person that was collecting them long before they were collectible. And he mm -hmm. said that he used to pay $5 a piece for them. What, Eames shares? Yep, this goes back, uh, let's see, in the 1970s, he was paying $5 a piece for them. He was paying $5 a piece for Eames shares? Yep, in the 1970s. In the 70s? Yep. What? That's crazy. <laughs> what, just the benches? No, the, whole, the chairs and the lounges, and it's because that nobody really paid attention to him back then. And he that said, That is crazy. He said he had his garage full of them because he was collecting the 1950s stuff before anybody was. Oh, See, you know, sometimes it's really funny how the antiques business goes. Sometimes it goes up, things go up, and then a few years later they go down, and then they might go up again. And it's really hard to know what's going to happen next. So he had a feeling that people were going to start collecting 1950s Does he items. Do you still have anyone? Does oh, he he's got he's got a beautiful collection of everything. Do you this have was, any? Do I? I don't have any Ames chairs, but Did I have you ever actually sell have some one? ant chairs. Have you ever seen those? No. They look like kind of like ants. You're gonna have to look that up. It's called the ant chair. It's a modern chair, okay, and they're a the lot of fun. Ant chair. Yeah. Okay. And I also love stickly and green what? and green. Really? Wow. Yeah. Now, what type of stickly do you like? Do you tell, like the furniture? The very common one, the one you see the most, is um, the walking chair. Yeah. Or the chair. Now you That's talk, what you see. There's the, the Gustav Stickley. Yeah. Oh, and then the Stickley Brothers. and. Yeah, Stickley yeah. Brothers. Now, what, what, when you see a Stickley rocker, when you're walking up to it and nobody knows what it is, how do you know it's a Stickley rocker? They usually have markings under the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, um, so it usually, sometimes it says stickly brothers. I had a rocker once and I had a stickly bench. I had a chance to buy a stickly table once, but I didn't. It was a kind of expensive. Yeah, they can get expensive. Yeah, that can get really expensive, especially if you find a green and green table. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. Wow. Now, I was at an auction one time where there was a stickly table, and no one knew it was signed. They couldn't find the signature, but I happened to find it when I got home, and I was very happy. Um, how much did you pay? 
I paid at 500 at the time, and I did sell that. I made myself a tidy profit. And you sold it for 700 No, I sold it for quite a bit more. Oh, yeah. I was I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I that, would be happy. Yep. I think it was twenty five hundred or something like that. So that was twenty five hundred. Yeah, that can happen if you keep doing what, what you're doing. But was you know it what? Green, stickly or green and green? It was a stickly. What for stickly? Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, I've I've been at this for a long, long time, and I got to tell you. I've learned all my life by making mistakes. Can you talk about making mistakes? Because that's how we learn in this business. Have you made any? Yeah, I just made one today. <laughs> What'd you do? Well, mm, yeah, I did. But uh, I paid $40 for a bracelet. Yeah. And I look it up on eBay. It's, it's one selling for $4. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, you can only lose $36 or so. Yeah. <laughs> you can only lose $36. Yeah. yeah. But the other stuff that I bought in the lot for 50 covered for it. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. that's okay. Well, I've made a lot of huge mistakes, but, you know, that all works out. Sometimes you buy something and you make $200. Sometimes you buy something and you lose $200, but sometimes yeah. you make $500. Yeah. So, I heard you have an auction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever sell any vintage toys there? The auction company I work with, uh-huh. we have a whole toy department, and we're one of the biggest vintage and antique toy auction companies in North America. Um, yeah, send me a picture of that. That would make me happy. Oh, I'll definitely do that. Definitely yeah, do. and um, did you ever sell vintage Bobbies at the auction? I have a friend that had an entire Barbie auction. Can you believe that? Are you serious? Yeah, this goes back maybe 15 years ago. Did maybe. you buy anything? No, I didn't I didn't go. I wasn't in town at the time. Was it expensive? You know, the the very first, you know, the Barbie number 1, those yeah. always do really well. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. I know that. And this is like I say, I don't even think he put this on the internet. So now we have the internet, it makes it even harder to get any good bargains. Yeah. Yeah. So do you use the internet? I just heard you say eBay. Um, well, I use the internet. I do Etsy, Ruby Lane. Now, do you check for what things sell for? Um, yeah. You have to go and complete listings on eBay. Oh, that's how you do it. See, I do some work for a company called WorthPoint. Have you ever heard of them? Yep. It's a price database of, I think there's 150 million items on there that you can look through. So What? There's 150 million? Yeah, that'll keep you busy. <laughs> Do you think your future is going to be in this business? Probably. I think I'm going to get a store when I'm older. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, I talk all the time on this show about how there's just no young people getting involved in the business. And you proved me wrong. You know how I found you? Off of Facebook? That's right. I was looking online. I was saying, I wonder who the youngest picker is. All of a sudden, I came across this thing said, youngest picker. And that's how I found you. Wow. Did you see all the pictures there of me and estate sales? I did. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link that to this podcast so people can see it. And you met some people that you saw on TV, right? Do you know the cook of MASH, Jeff uh, Maxwell? He's on MASH. Oh, okay. And I met him before. Yeah. And he, he was the head cook of MASH. And he's filming me right 
well, not filming me, but he's te- seeing what I see. Look, he came over, and he wants to get a show with me, and he doesn't, and it's getting, it's just getting, it's very fun, and I have very, a lot of fun with him. Uh-huh. Um, I also met Alan. From? Um, Auction Hunters. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. He was doing a stage show, and I met him, and I had a lot of fun doing that. And he um, he was filming me a little while, but I didn't get on TV or anything. But I had fun, but he ditched me. Uh-oh. Wow. But I thought you should have had me on TV. <laughs> I do, too. Hey, now, let me just ask you something. When you go into an estate sale and you're on your own, you got yourself a pocket full of money, and you see something that's priced, but you think, uh, well, I can make a little bit of money on that, but not... Not a lot. Do you try to negotiate with the people? Well, sometimes it matters what the piece was. Like, you would have to give me an example of what piece. Okay. Let's say you went in and you saw a Bakelite bracelet in a rare color. And you know that... Was it polka dot? Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. And what's the polka dot one worth? Um, they go for anywhere from 500 to with 2000 Holy moly. Okay, so you find yourself a polka dot Bakelite bracelet, and you're, like, really excited. And you mm-hmm. look, and it's priced, say it's priced 450 and you don't know if it's a $500 one or if it's a $2,000 one. Well, it really matters if how many polka dots it has, because it has a lot of them. I don't even know. I think those are the less rare ones. No, those are the rare ones. But the the one that has the earrings, the earring clips, those are worth a lot of money. Ah, okay. So let's just say you go in there and you see this thing and you know that it's worth between $500 and $2,000. It's marked four fifty. Are you going to take the chance or are you going to see if they'll come down a little bit on... Well, matters um, how much money do I have? Ah, okay, that is kind of important. All right, so I'm going to say you have a pocket full of money, maybe a thousand bucks in your pocket. You just want to get a deal. Are you going to try to negotiate with them? Um, I would hit them at three fifty. Ah, okay. And if they didn't budge, I'd say at least four. Ah, okay, that's good. And um. Yeah, I'd say four, and then if they didn't do four, I'd say four twenty-five. But then, then if they didn't do it, I would take it. Because if it was worth, if it was worth seven hundred dollars, then you can make a lot of money on that. Just say, what if you had doubts? What if you thought, well, gee, you know, it's possible I might lose money. Are you still gonna go for it and then see what happens? Well. The thing is, I'd probably keep it until I'm older because I, I have a 500-piece collection of Bakelite pins, bracelets, and brooches. Did you say you have 500 pieces? Yeah. And you've only been doing this for two years? <laughs> uh, two and a half. Wow. Three, three. Yeah, more like three. All right, so you must go out every single weekend at least, huh? Pretty much. I yep. go out on Fridays and Saturdays, but no Sundays. I see you take Sundays off. Yeah. That's when I have to do the flea markets. Oh, oh, you work the flea markets. Okay. 
Oh, and there's something very, very, very rare to find. If you ever see a Bakelite umbrella, ah. and it's Art Deco, mm-hmm. um, and it's under $200, I would say buy it. Oh, that's... I have one, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, I, I have jewelry at my booth. I have a lot of it. So there's one stone silver piece that she liked, and I traded it, but she was only asking $25 for it. So I traded with her on the bra- with, for the stolen silver bracelet. And you know, sterling's really down. Yeah, you well, know, it's like it's like fifteen dollars an ounce. Yeah, it goes. It's been going up and down for a while. Yeah. Gold's okay. It's in the middle. It's, it's, it's could be better. So do you? You actually do you actually buy silver too, and 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 gold pieces like jewelry? Well, let me tell you the truth. Um, I have, I do Art Deco silver and gold, and I always buy gold. And someone, a friend of ours, just um, passed away, and her mother um, had a state that she wanted to give us to do the estate sale for. And she had a big box of jewelry, like at least 500 pieces. And um, so she consigned it to us. Oh. Yeah, it had a lot of stolen silver, not really much gold, a few pieces. So when the bracelet with the Bakelite umbrella, um, um, so we did it, and she, she, we did the stolen silver bracelet, and she gave us 10 bucks and the umbrella. Well, I bet you were pretty happy. Yeah, and then we go home, next day we look it up, they go from anywhere from two hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! Just now, the ha- some of the some of the, just the handles could yeah. be worth a thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! I had no idea. Now, how do you know when you're looking at silver that's actually silver, not silver plate? That's a good question. Um, I have a tester. Ah. And I um, do it. Plus, it usually just says stalling in it. If it doesn't say stalling, like there's these onyx bracelets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stalling onyx bracelets. And I just bought one, and I didn't know if it was stalling, so I had to go test it. And it was. Wow. And, yeah, so some can be fake, some can be real. I also have a gold kit, so I test a lot of gold. But yep. I, I mostly only buy, my mom buys Art Deco gold, and I buy a lot of the 90s and 80s gold. Mm-hmm. And 70s, some 70s. Because I just had a diamond gold, ne- diamond chips gold necklace that, uh, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I sold it for about 150 Nice. Now, you do know that European silver... And Mexican silver, and a lot of times they mark it with numbers, and the numbers are basically yeah, the purity like, of the silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know all that. So you look for that too when you're looking at silver. Yeah. There's yeah. some. There's Italian gold. Mm-hmm. And there is. Um, there's a lot of different stuff. Um. So. Um, are you getting tangled up in your headset there? Or your. Your ear. No, I'm. I got. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Scalo. So, um, yeah, the Mexican silver, some, a lot of silver, you know, they just start making fake stuff. 
Oh, Stop they make, make fake everything. Anything that's worth money, they make fake. They make fake um, Bakelite that has a smell, and you can't really tell the difference, but I can. Wow. The, even it doesn't have the seam on it, but it's really hard to tell. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to go back to what you said earlier. Now, you said you kind of sleuth into these estate sales, and you kind of sneak yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about there's a big line, and everyone's waiting. And, you know, I lived in California. I know what those lines are like. Mm-hmm. Now, you just kind of, like, slide in. Can you just tell me what you do? You just kind of, do you just do kind of? I um, run up to the fourth, and we're there very early in the morning. I can tell you that. So Ooh. we get the good stuff. So mm-hmm. I slip underneath the people, and I, I sign our names on the list. Ah, wow. Okay. And when there's a big line at the jewelry table, I'm able to sneak through the people. Yep, and go right up to it. Wow. And get all the good stuff. Okay. You know, you're not going to be able to do that forever, you know. Yep. You know, you are going to you are going to grow yeah. and you won't be able to do that. So, let me just tell you something. I think I'm going to have you on the show again sometime. Oh, would, thanks. Would, would you like to be back? Yep. Yeah, cuz I want to keep I want to keep track of you. See how Aww. you see how you do. Okay. All right. So this is Martin Willis with Connor McCrory, and we're signing off. This podcast is sponsored by WorthPoint. Find out what your antiques are worth at worthpoint.com.